3 John verse 2. 3 John and verse 2. Third John verse 2, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Just as your soul prospers. How many of you know God wants us to prosper? It's the will of God according to this verse and lots of other verses in the Bible I'll show, I'll show you that God, God wants you to prosper. I want to talk to you today about the grace, receiving the grace to prosper. Everybody say grace to prosper. There is grace for you and I to prosper financially. God's not, a, God's not after you and I taking a vow of poverty in order to be holy. How many of you know that's not the will of God? I've been rich. I've been poor. Can I tell you rich is better? Now, there are temptations. There are more temptations when you're prosperous and successful. Uh, than when you're in adversity because there are more options. But you know what? If we're following the Lord and walking with Him and putting Him first, then I don't have to fear that. How many of you would like to... See, it's the love of money that is the root of all evil, not money. Are you listening to me? Money's, money's just neutral. It's the love of money. How many of you would, would love to know how to defeat and overcome the love of money in your life forever. How many of you would like to know that? It's not enough of you have your hands up. How many of you want to know how to defeat the love of money? Every time, kill it dead in the head, where it doesn't rule your life, where it, the Bible says it, it produces all kinds of evil. Here's how you defeat the love of money. Whenever there's a conflict between a relationship and financial gain, Choose the relationship over financial gain and you will destroy the love of money in your life. That's better, that's, that's better than what you said amen to. Abraham and Lot. Remember, remember, remember there, was, there was great strife between their herdsmen. And, and Abraham said, listen, here's the land before you, Lot. You choose, we, 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 we don't need all this strife. If you want to choose this, I'll choose that. If you want to choose this, then, then, then I'll choose that. And the Bible says in Genesis 13 that Lot chose for himself. Chose for himself. You read it in Genesis 13. And then the next verse says he pitched his tent toward Sodom. And, and then, then you go on and read... And because Abram put Lot, put relationship above a material gain, the Bible says he was blessed. Are you listening to me? Listen, if you get a hold of this and you put relationships above financial gain, God will bless you. Amen? But if you don't, it sets up a moral decline in your soul. A moral digression where you go from, you know, this point here down to this point here. He Lot pitched it after he chose for himself. He should have said, oh no, Father Abraham, far be it from me. I wouldn't be where I am if it weren't for you. You tell me which side to go and that's where I'll go. I believe if he would have done that, he never would have pitched his tent towards Sodom. And he never would have lost his family. 
He never would have had an incestuous, incestuous relationship with his daughters. That produced Moab and Ammon and that gave trouble to the children of Israel. God wants you to be blessed. I said He wants you to be blessed. But He wants you to be blessed in a Christ-like way where you're blessing others. Now look at, look at Genesis chapter 12. Just going to look at uh, two or three other verses. We're not going to take a long flight this morning. But it'll be a successful one. Amen? Genesis 12, verse 1 through 3. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land I will show you. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, curse those who curse you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now look at verse 2 again. I will bless you, and you shall be a blessing. Everybody say, I will bless you, and you shall be a blessing. Now, now this is the initial purpose in the beginning of God dealing with His covenant people. This is the purpose of prosperity, that God would bless you to be a blessing. Bless you to be a blessing. If, if prosperity, financial blessing, material gain ends with you, it is not Bible prosperity. That's what I love about this house. That's what I love about our pastors. You, uh, Pastor Bob and Joy are like Jesus. You cannot outgive them. Man, I'm telling you, they just, they just give and give and keep on giving, even when it hurts. But that's like God. And you know what? I want to be like that. I want to be a giver. And that's what the Lord put in my heart today about the, about the double tithe. It was, that was just in my heart. I want to bless the house of God. And man, more, listen, it's not just about the house of God. I know if I, if I yield to the grace of God in that area, I'm going to receive greater blessing. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. So here is God's initial promise to Abraham uh, that, that he was going to be blessed to be a blessing. How many of you know that's why the Bible says it's more blessed to give than it is to receive because it's, it's, it's a greater blessing to be in a position to be able to give than be in a position to have to receive. Now look, I've been on the receiving end of lots of times when I was in need. I mean, I, listen, I, was, I, I wasn't at the bottom of the barrel, I was under the barrel. The barrel was on top of me, okay? I was poor, so poor I couldn't even pay attention. That's pretty poor. <laughs> but I, made it, I, I started coming to a church like this and started learning that God wanted me prosperous when I couldn't even, I didn't have, I didn't have any money. But man, I started learning that God wanted to bless me, but it wasn't just about me. He wanted to bless me so I could be a blessing. And I started learning, and I said, well, Lord, if your word is true, then, then make it so in my life. And I'm telling you, God's done that for my wife and I. We're, we're givers. We're able to do things, and, and it's not based on my salary. Thank God for my salary at Andrew Womack Ministries. But I'm, man, my, ble my blessing isn't limited to my salary. Amen. 
And you don't need to limit your blessing to your salary. This covenant promise is the foundation for the biblical concept of blessing and prosperity. And we see God at work here at the beginning to, uh, to counter the effects of the curse in people's lives. This covenant of promise of blessing belongs to each one of us who are in Christ. Everyone who came to receive the Lord this morning that just got saved, you know, a half hour ago. It belongs to you. This belongs to you because, because Galatians 3.29 says, And if you are Christ's, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. What promise? That you're going to be blessed to be a blessing. How many of you belong? To, how many of you are Christ? How many of you are born again? No, I want to see where are you at. Okay, listen to me. Then God's promise to you, way back on the back, is that you're blessed to be a blessing. God's blessing, sir, belongs at your house, but it doesn't end at your house. It's got to flow through you to others. Amen. Now look at Deuteronomy chapter eight. We're just going to look at a couple of other other verses. And simply this, guys, the only thing to qualify to receive the blessings is that you be in faith, you be in Christ, and you be in faith that you're expecting that He wants to bless you. Barbara and Steve, He's doing things in your lives for the next season of your life because you guys have been givers. You've been sowing. It's not just monetary giving but it's sowing into people. It's sowing encouragement. It's sowing prayer. It's, it's sowing faith. It, it's, it's lifting others up, training others, pouring into others. Are you listening to me? And man, when you give like that, man, I'm telling you, you can't give, outgive God. Blessing is coming to your house. Amen? Deuteronomy 8, look there. And then we're going to go to the New Testament. Deuteronomy 8 and verse uh, 7. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. Everybody say good land. A good land that is what? A land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs that flow out of valleys and hills. A land of wheat and barley, the trees of pom- uh, uh, trees and pomegranates. A land of olive uh, Olive oil and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without what? And in which you will what? Lack nothing. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I mean, it might be the world around you experiencing scarcity, but God said here for His covenant people, His blessing in your life is that even in the midst of lack, that you're not going to lack. In fact, you're going, to have an, you're going to have enough for you and enough to bless other people. Why? Because if you're Christ, you're Abraham's seed, and you're heirs according to the promise that said you're blessed to be a blessing. And if your understanding of prosperity is anything less than that, it's not Bible prosperity. It's blessed to be a blessing. Everybody say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm not blessed just to be blessed. I'm blessed to be a blessing. Look at your neighbor. Say, you're blessed to be a blessing. 
Amen? Hallelujah. Man, I could shout over that. Glory to God. Do you realize that's the will of God for you? Do you realize that's God's covenant promise to you? Do you understand? I didn't know that, and I was under the barrel. It was sitting on top of me. I was poor. I was raised in a single-parent home. My dad wasn't around. My, and, and, man, I mean, my mom would go through the grocery line and sometimes stand there crying because she had to take some of the groceries back and didn't have enough money. And what I grew up to is, is to expect not to have enough. How many of you know that's not the will of God? And then it creates a wrong picture in your heart. We're gonna, you come back tonight and we're going to break the spirit of poverty off of your life. The spirit of poverty is not just the amount of money you have in your checkbook or checking account or you don't have. It's a, it's a mentality or a picture in your heart. Poverty says there's not enough. Prosperity says there's enough and more. And I, man, I started getting a hold of this, and, and I was, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't at the bottom of the barrel. The barrel was sitting on top of me. How many of you could relate? So, listen, I know, I know where you've been, most of you. I mean, I was, I mean, I never, all of my, all of my years growing up could ever buy a lunch, and so the bullies would go through, and they knew how to get the the locker doors open at school, and they would, they would rummage through my lunch. Some days I didn't have lunch. And I, man, I swore when I got older, I'll never live like this. But how many of you know that swearing, vow, making vows isn't going to defeat the spirit of poverty? You come back tonight, and we're going to talk about that some more. But what I started getting revelation was is that God wanted to bless me. And I had to learn how to handle finances and learn what to do with it and all that. But the bottom line, God wanted to bless me so I could be a blessing. Now look at verse 18 of Deuteronomy 8. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you power to get wealth. It, it didn't say there He's going to give you money. He said He's going to give you the power to get wealth. What is that? The grace to create it. The grace to create it. Let me tell you, let me prophesy to you today, Calvary Cathedral International, there are millionaires in this room. There are business ideas. There are creative ideas. Here he said he's going to give you the power to get wealth. That didn't mean he's going to hand you a pocket full of money, though he could do that. He's going to give you the grace to create it. There are ideas dormant on the inside of you. Yes? There, there, are, there are witty inventions on the inside of you. Amen? What is your name, sir, in the purple shirt and tie? Clint. Clint, God's in love with you. He likes you. And God is going to bless you, Clint, as long as you go out and put the Lord first. That's the key. You put the Lord first. Put the Lord first, Clint. Put the Lord first. Put the Lord first, Clint. Put the Lord first. Clint, listen to me. Listen to me. Stand up. 
Put the Lord first, Clint. Not yourself, not your ideas, not your dreams. You put the Lord first, Clint, and God is going to download things in you that is going to bless you and your family and bless others. Amen? You stop chasing after the American dream. You stop chasing after your dreams, and you put the Lord first, Clint. Listen, Clint, listen. Put the Lord first. If you'll put Him first, He will download things in you that you haven't even thought of yet that's going to bless you, it's going to bless your family, and you will be a blessing. Father, we agree with Clint in the name of Jesus that you give him grace to hear this, that he's putting you first, Lord, in every area of his life. Nothing held back from the Lord. And Father, you therefore, you're not going to hold anything back to him, from him in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now, I know Paul and I don't see Paul and Rhonda here today, but I've got a word for Paul and Rhonda. You guys can pass it on to them that God's going to give them businesses. God's going to bless Rhonda and, and open up doors. Things are going to happen for them. Um, new, new streams of revenue are coming to them. Hallelujah. Some of you can grab a hold of that too. God's going to give you the grace. Here it's a covenant promise. The children uh, of, of, that belong to Christ, we're, we're uh, sons and daughters of Abraham. Amen. If we belong to Christ, that promise belongs to us, the grace to create. Now that doesn't mean you don't work. That doesn't mean you don't have to put any effort. That just means you've got to be open to God. Open, God's opening up doors and streams of revenue that's beyond what you thought. He's bringing increase to you. But it's not just that He's going to hand you money. He can do that. But it's, He's given you the power to create wealth. That means ideas uh, to produce services and products that will bless people. Ideas to create systems to manage, better manage uh, per the productivity of, of a department. Some of you are working for a large organization, a large company, and God's downloading in you, uh, and in fact, some of you, He's already done it, systems that will increase the productivity and profitability of that company, and God will use you and to implement that and reward you because of it. Hallelujah! Do you believe that? Listen, I'm giving you, I, I'm telling you how He's going to do it. He's giving you grace to create. You're problem solvers. You, God's going to show you how to solve problems. And I tell you what, if, when I, I've been in business and I've, I've run ministries, you, you give me someone like Donald and Kay McMaster who will come in like they were on staff with me and give me answers and provide solutions. And I'm telling you, I reward them. Hallelujah. So, and then, and then realize this in verse 18. You'll remember the Lord your God will give you the power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant. To establish his covenant. Listen, guys, that's the purpose of prosperity. Sure, he wants to bless your house, but he wants to establish his covenant. What do I mean? Well, he wants to get people born again. He wants people to be discipled. He wants, to, he wants to support ministries to go out all over the world who are preaching the gospel. Amen? 
any way that any way that that you're helping people get get their hearts connected to God. Amen. Okay, I'm probably going to butcher your name up. Is it Katendra? What is your name again? Tell me your name right here in the green. Melta. I'm, I'm, I missed it. Anyway, Melta. Okay, Melta. I know. I know this about you and your husband. You guys have a ministry. Okay, but God is accelerating things to you and your husband and your ministry. He's opening doors this year that you've only prayed about in the past. He's opening doors that no man will shut. He's giving you guys favor. And there are new doors opening up for you, uh, Melta, that God is gonna, God's going to bless. God's going God's to bless you guys financially. God's going to bless your ministry. You're going to be more fulfilled than ever before. And He's, he's going to cause many sons and daughters to be raised up under you and there's going to be great fruitfulness in your life father we just agree in jesus name for melta we agree father for she and her husband's ministry that you're doing just that they're going to recognize those doors hallelujah amen now so that's god the purpose of prosperity is to establish god's covenant in the hearts of others he wants to bless us to be a blessing amen hallelujah so turn to 2 Corinthians 9. I tell you, there's been no greater joy and fulfillment in Janice in my life. Um, I pinch myself all the time that I could even come alongside Pastor Bob and, and just, just lift up his arms for, for a few weeks. When, when, he li- when he saved my bacon, you understand where the Lord threw him, you understand what I mean? Saved my ba- I mean, <laughs> I was going down for the count, man. I mean, we'd be on the spiritual junk heap today if it were not for Calvary Cathedral and Pastor Bob Nichols. And now that we can come alongside and give him opportunity to be strengthened and rest, it's awesome. Man, it's fulfilling to be able to give back to somebody that's, that's just sowed into you. Hallelujah. Now, look at, look at 2 Corinthians. Well, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Let me, let me just stop there though and say this some of us how many of you has someone else ever saved your bacon you know what I mean I mean they came I mean without that ministry I mean no telling where you would be Um, let's not be like the nine lepers that didn't even come back and say thanks man let's be people that are thankful amen and, and that's one way you can bless someone else is go to those people that reached out to you, that helped you when you couldn't help yourself. There's no such scripture that says God helps those that help themselves. God helps those that cry out for his mercy. Amen. Help. <laughs> that's where I was. And, and, and he sends people to help lift you up. We need to go back and be thankful. Amen. We need to go back and be thankful to those people, uh, those ministries. And, and you know what? We need to bless them. Maybe they're not even today blessing you in the measure that they did once. But I'm telling you, you wouldn't be where you are today if they hadn't have reached out to you when you were nobody. Man, we need to be blessing them. We need to be thanking them. We need to, it's not about what they do for you now. Man, 
We need to be pouring in. Man, I watched pastor over the years. You know, people that have, that have just gone, you know, poured out the, their lives for ministry. And now, you know, they're in, the, they're in the twilight years of their lives. And he brings them in and has them preach and encourages them and blesses them. And, you know, man, I said, Lord, help me. Help me to be that kind of person that values and honors the fathers of the faith. I'll tell you, we certainly have one here. Praise God. He's not in his twilight years. He's, in, he's getting ready to kick in gear. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 2 Corinthians 9, and, and I do have the airport in sight. If you listen real good, we'll, we'll, uh, we will have a good landing. Is this okay this morning? The grace to prosper. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8, and God is able to make all grace, everybody say all grace, all grace abound towards you that you always having all sufficiency, everybody say all sufficiency, in all things may have an abundance for every good work. And, um, and I, I think I'll just stop there. I mean, it's, that's good. All right. He said, He's going to give you all grace. And you know, grace is a lot of things, but it really is, the, it is God's power and ability to become who He's made you. Okay? It's for you to walk out what He's made you. To, for, it's, it's, he's given you His ability. And He's saying here, I'm giving you all grace so that you would have all sufficiency in all things. And that means enough. Everybody say enough. So, he would, you, so he's given you grace to have enough. That, that, that means to be blessed, Johnny. Okay? Let's, we compare it back to Genesis 12. Okay? And then he said, not only you would have enough, but you would have what? Abundance, which means extra. Everybody say extra. So he's given us grace to have sufficiency to meet our needs. That means to be blessed. And then... To have abundance or extra, that means to be a blessing. So you can abound to every, every good work that God puts on your heart. Just like this morning he put it on my, or a couple of weeks ago he put it on my wife's heart about the day of increase today. And we just wanted to do that. We just wanted to do that and we wanted you to encur- encourage you to do that. that. We wanted to abound in every good work that he puts in our heart. So here's the grace to prosper. Is, is, and, and you've got to get this. It's the same thing. It's just saying it different ways as, as God's promise to Abraham. The grace to prosper is to, is to always have enough and extra. Everybody say enough, enough. and extra. And it's the same thing as I'm blessed. Say I'm blessed. I'm blessed. To be a blessing. Be say I receive grace, grace. To have enough. And extra. So what is, what is the grace to prosper? Somebody tell me, what is the grace to prosper according to Genesis 12? Blessed. Who said that? Blessed to be a blessing. All right. According to 2 Corinthians 9, 8, he just says it a different way. What, what, what is the grace to prosper? Enough and, you know, sufficiency and abundance. Enough and extra. Okay. Blessed to be a blessing. Enough and extra. 
All right? Now, I know I've shared this before here, but they're new people, and I want to I make sure all of us get this. How many of you, how many of you are candidate to receive, receive the grace to prosper? Okay, somebody tell me what it is again. Genesis 12, what is it? Blessed to be a blessing. 2 Corinthians 9, what is it? Enough and extra. In fact, 2 Corinthians 9, you can just write, verse 8, you can just write over there the New Testament dish, uh, definition of prosperity. So the grace to prosper is blessed to be a blessing, and it's enough and extra. All right, let me, let me somebody help me with this, and, and, I, and I really, I'm, I'm zoning in, the, I, I've got the landing strip in sight, we're just kind of circling the city, so, you know, if you listen real good. How many of you ever had a financial need in your life? Okay, when you didn't have it in your, you didn't have it in your hand, you didn't have it in your checkbook, okay? So somebody, uh, somebody lift your hand, let me, let me identify you and recognize you, that you can tell me what that need was. Debbie, what was it? How much? Well, I, I want to know, just give me a dollar amount. How much was it? 35000 one time, all right? Somebody else? Yes, right here, way in the back. You needed $4,000? Was that 4000 did I hear? Is that right? Okay. Fourth, we had 35000 4000 Somebody else? Yes, sir? 54000 all right. Right here, 2000 Okay. I mean, it's all over the map, right? Because our needs are relative. All right, let me ask you a question. Did you have the 4000 in your checkbook or in your ability to pay when you had that need? You didn't have it. Did you have the 34000 or 35000 Did you have the 2000 Did you have the 54000 Okay, so what did you do? You asked God, right? You asked God for the 54000 for the 2000 for the 35000 for the 4000 all right, it could, it's all over the map. It could be 500, so don't, you know, don't get weird on me here. A need is a need. Okay, say, my God, if I had a $54,000 need, I, man, you know, well, you know, don't worry about that. Just focus on yourself for a moment. All right, whatever your need was. Everybody lifted their hand a while ago. All right, let me ask you a question. If Bible prosperity is enough and extra, is it enough for you to pray for enough. Is it enough to pray for $2,000 if you've got a $2,000 need? Not when, not when God's grace is enough and extra, blessed to be a blessing. If, if your need is $2,000, who's that going to bless? Now, look, you're God's child and He wants to meet the need, but is that Bible prosperity? Is 54000 enough? Is it enough to pray for that? Is 35000 enough? Is 4000 enough? No. What would be enough? Well, Bible prosperity is blessed to be a blessing and enough and extra so that it would at least be more. Now, you, don't, you didn't have the two grand, did you, in your hand? You didn't have the 54 grand, did you, in your, in your pocketbook? You didn't have the four, did you? Ma'am, you didn't have the four. You didn't have the 35, did you? You're asking God. So what, what, how's it going to hurt you? What sweat is it off your back 
to ask God for more. You know why we don't? We don't have revelation of the grace to prosper. No. God wants us to have enough. And what? So whenever the devil comes in to try to present lack, you need to give him a double black eye. You need, you need four grand for a car. So at least believe God for a payment to help somebody else. Come on. If your prayers stop with you, can I just submit to you, you are a selfish human being. I know you don't intend it, but the grace to prosper means enough and extra blessed to be a blessing. That means whenever the devil comes to you with lack, oh, I'm telling you, he's going to rue the day you ever heard this message. Because whenever, whenever the devil faces you with lack, now presents you with lack, you're just going to tell him, well, thank you, Mr. Devil, for allowing me to draw my covenant with God of being blessed to be a blessing and having enough and extra. Father, I just thank you that you're my provider. Praise God. I thank you that you meet all my needs, but not only my needs, but the grace to prosper, I learned today, is to have enough and extra. So I'm not just asking you for $35,000. I'm, I'm going to ask you, I mean, why not double it? I said, why not double it? Boy, you talk about giving the devil a nervous breakdown. You need two, you need two grand, why don't you ask for four? Now, whatever's on your heart, I mean, hey, you know, I, you can ask for whatever you want. Why don't you ask for 108? Why don't you ask for eight? I mean, you don't have it in your hand. You're asking God to provide it. And if you know that the gra God's grace is enough and extra, why don't we just step up to the plate and believe God and kick the devil between the teeth in the mouth and let him know, listen, you're, you're going to rue the day you ever came with another lack in my life because anytime lack comes to my life, I know I'm blessed to be a blessing. And I'm going to ask God for enough and extra. Hallelujah. Man, you get a hold of this, guys. And I mean, I mean, poor devil. Then it goes on to say here, that it, when, when, you, when you receive this kind of grace, it produces many thanksgivings to God. People start thanking God that, okay, maybe you need tuition for school. Well, start believing God for yours and someone else's. You've been wanting to go to Bible school and you don't have enough. Well, then the grace to prosper means if God put that in my heart, then I'm going, Lord, and I'm, I'm not just asking you for my tuition. I'm asking you for grace to help somebody else pay theirs. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Look, you don't have it in your account. It's no sweat off your back. What, what, I'm just encouraging you. Take another step because Bible prosperity never ends with you. It's never just about your needs. It's never just about you getting your needs met. It's always about advancing the kingdom and blessing someone else.
Amen. Wow. I said, wow. Praise God. You get a hold of this, guys, and the devil doesn't know what to do with you. He'll, he'll think twice before he comes to you with lack again. I got news for you. Listen, it's not just enough to get excited about this. I'm asking you right now. If you're facing a need, all over this building, if you're facing a need, I want you to stand up right now. If you're facing a financial need, stand up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Just lift one hand to heaven where your help comes from. Just say, Father, I want to thank you for this word today. I receive the grace to prosper. It's your will for me to be blessed, to be a blessing. Because I am Abraham's seed. When I receive Christ, I receive that blessing. I am blessed to be a blessing. I receive grace to prosper, to have enough and extra. So right now, I thank you for showing me what you want me to ask you for, to give the devil a double black eye. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now listen, 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 listen. I want you to close your eyes. Focus in on your relationship with the Lord. You ask Him, so let Him download that in you. You know what the need is, but Lord, what's a, what is enough and extra? What is it? What's He put in your heart? You may want to go home and talk to your spouse about it, but Lord, we're, gonna, we're not going to stop at our house. We're not going to stop at our needs being met. We're going to be like the example our pastor has led here. It doesn't, he, it's never just about this house. It's always about reaching others, blessing others, reaching the nations. And Father, that's who, we, that's who the kind of people we are. That's our DNA. We're going to help other churches. We're going to help other businesses. Hallelujah. Just what, Lord, show me what enough and extra is. And it could be double, it could be triple. It could be, you know, don't be flipping about it. Lord, you show me. You show me, and then I'm going to ask you for that. I'm going to ask you for that, Lord. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to submit myself to receive the grace to prosper. Never again will my life, my life's focus just be on me and my needs. It'll always be, Father, blessed to be a blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you praying that? Has God downloaded something in you? If, he, if He's downloaded something in you, put a desire in your heart, uh, just lift your hand. Say that. I, I know what I'm going to ask Him for. Praise God. I know what I'm going to ask Him for. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Father, I agree with your people. Everyone that's standing, Lord, for the grace to prosper. <clears throat> You've given it to us, Father. You're not holding out on us. Lord, you're just, you're just 
you're just bringing us to a point to have faith, to trust you, that even the enemy's greatest attack of lack in our lives is going to turn out for a great testimony because we're going to reach out. We're going to, we're going to use the blessing God sends, Lord, to bless others. And it'll never stop with us again. In Jesus' name. Amen. Say, Father, I receive the grace to prosper. I am blessed to be a blessing. I receive enough and extra. And as I give the extra, as I give, as you flow blessing through me, it's going to create many thanksgivings unto God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. And look, He reaped you and me. Amen. Isn't that awesome? In our lives.